Welcome back, everybody, to a special edition of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee. Jordan Hill! Where are we right now, we're Justin? In, we're in the parking lot. This is tailgate talk. This is tailgate talk. Uh, and Andy we're not talking and, about a tent with the grill. We're talking about a, uh, an we're actual sitting on tailgate. my truck tailgate talking. You know, uh, Andy and Brad, they get tiger talk. We got uh, tailgate talk. Uh, we're just a few hours uh, this guy past. Just shouted something else. Oh yeah, probably. I don't know what he uh, said. Probably something about how much he loves the podcast. Yeah, uh, big overtime fans. Oh, over here. it's all over the place. You're hearing it more and more, folks. <laughs> yeah, folks. We're coming off a few hours ago now. Auburn opened the 2021 season in, in really big fashion. Just uh, walked out of the stadium, Jordan. 60 to 10 victory over Akron Zips. Uh-huh. It looked like for a while there there might be a shutout. Auburn. Uh, Akron wound up getting a few points there at the end. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? A big win for Auburn, big uh, excitement in a, in a pretty packed stadium. Not not completely full, but a lot of fans. Uh, you know, a lot more fans than we got to see last year. But uh, Brian Harson starts off 1-0, and and Auburn's uh, got a little momentum after a win against a Mac opponent. A lot of questions about those receivers, Jordan. What? <laughs> My take all all fall camp was, hey, who's Bo going to throw to? Is Bo going to know who to throw to? Seth Williams is gone. What's he going to do? And he only comes out and is 11 for 11 for his first, what was he, 11 for 11 for like 190 and three tutties mm-hmm. before his first incompletion. And then ended up 20 of 22, which I don't know. They brought up the stats, something like highest completion percentage, minimum 20 attempts or whatever. Uh, crazy, crazy performance for Bo. Um, I was just impressed because, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know who he was going to throw the ball to, um, and I wasn't sure if he knew either. And even in post game, he kind of said, like, you know, like these are all new guys. Uh, so I don't know. That was my main thing: is the offense. You wanted to see the offense click, and it did. Oh, it I really agree. did. I agree. And, and you know, the fact that Bo hit so many different receivers. Chedrick Jackson wound up being his leading target. I think he had five receptions for 79 yards. But you know, the veteran man, the the guy that the grizzled vet, the guy that we kind of were surprised. I mean, at least I'll say I was surprised to see in that starting lineup. I mean, he made the most of it at least in week one. But also seeing like Sean Shivers get involved and, sure. and have that touchdown reception. I think if that's something that winds up becoming a staple of this offense, throw into the running backs, I think that that's going to be a big benefit. And then even on the other side of the ball, look, you know, we talked about it on Wednesday when we recorded. Yeah. We knew that this was not a very good Akron team. Right. And, and guess what? As it turns out, that was not a very good Akron team. <laughs> but you got to be pleased with the defensive effort. And, and you know, things that Kobe had seven tackles. The guy that I was really impressed with was T.D. Moultrie, who, you know, I feel like had – had shown flashes at times at Auburn, but I don't think had ever really come on. And No, and he's been here such a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's and a super you, senior. He's almost one of those where you wonder, you know, is the light bulb ever going to come on? That's a bad way to say it, but, you no. know, is he ever going to, you know. But but here he was, you know, like you said, kind of. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what it is. You get a new coaching staff, you get a new coach, fresh start for everybody. Kind of a new position with the edge yeah. there. Yeah, so here's somebody who, who one game in benefiting from it seven tackles three tackles for loss so you got to be impressed with that um so yeah that was nice to see really the only things you can kind of point on you know point two i should say as far as a potential issue was like special teams anders missed the very first extra point oh didn't see that coming (laughs) um other than that you know most of it was pretty clean and not a lot of penalties uh and and pretty straightforward you know given the opponent 
You know, I yeah. thought Auburn looked as as good as they probably could have given the circumstances. Yeah, the report card I did was A, A for offense, defense, A for coaching, and then B for special teams because Anders missed that, uh, missed that extra point. But then someone on Twitter said that they only averaged 31 points, and I'm like, or 31 uh, yards per punt, and I was like, I don't really care. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Don't punt. So That's maybe, how you solve that. Yeah, maybe, you don't punt. maybe those are some bad punts, but punts you judge situationally, so who knows how those were and how those went. But, uh, yeah, I mean, A's all around except for except for a yonked extra point. Um, and then, you know, got some points on special teams because of the Akron snap over their head. Auburn didn't have anything to do with that. But uh, Oh, that pressure got to him, man. I could tell. <laughs> he, was, he was feeling it. J.J. Pugues was in there just pressuring that center. Speaking of – Long snapper. Speaking of pressure, what really impressed me, I mean, and we kind of hit on it with TD, but, you know – Cato Nelson, who was the starting quarterback for Akron, just didn't and did not have time at all in the pocket. I mean, the the defense was really getting pressure, was getting after him. You know, early on, what really benefited the defense, I thought, was they were getting Akron, which is not a very productive offense in the first place. Right. In those third mediums, third and longs, I know there was one. I, I think it was Cato that fumbled, and they wound up, you know, facing like a third and twenty-six or something like that. You know, uh, you know, a good offense is going to have trouble converting those kind of third and longs, much less you know a team that really, really struggles. So I think that really was to Auburn's benefit that the defense was able to kind of hold Akron and, and not even let them. You know, I mean, it feels like it was forever before they even crossed midfield. And Bob, mm-hmm. and then on the other side. You know, kudos to Bo. I thought he played well. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought that he did a good job when there were breaks in that Akron defense. He recognized them. I mean, uh, you know, Javarius Johnson um, and uh, Kobe Hudson, too. Both of those touchdown passes were to guys that they didn't have a defender in the same zip code. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I thought that he did a good job of making the most of the situation. Uh, did he have fun? Bo, it sounds like Bo did have fun, and you know what? Maybe this is the year. Brian said it. Brian, well, Brian didn't say this is the year. Brian said. Uh, Jason that, Caldwell of 247 Sports is waving at us as we <laughs> record. Uh, yeah, no. Brian, and then Arson, Arson said in his postgame, like, yeah, it looked like he was having fun, and we're all just like, ah, the man, he knows it. Is there? I doubt he knows it. But, yeah, probably uh, not. But, yeah, yeah, maybe this is the year. Could um, this be the year? Could this be the year? That hey, was, man, I wrote a column, said it's Bo's year. This is Bo's year. Uh, but not for the reasons you might think. So check that out on oanow.com. We got all kinds of good content. I want to plug some of the stuff. Just, you know, my game story, looking at how they played, Justin's column, our intern Jake Weiss wrote about the defense. Dr. Weiss. That did such a good job tonight. Yeah. Um, notebook about, you know, uh, Brian Harson getting a, the win in his debut, TD Moultrie playing so well. And, and we'll have follows the next few days out of this. Um, let's kind of put a bow on this. Anything else that we haven't hit on? Uh, what else stood out tonight? It was nice to hear a crowd again, nice right. to see the eagle fly. Um, trying to kind of get a, a sense of uh, a little bit of normalcy after 2020, which was such a weird season. Right. Um, other than that, that kind of wrapped it up. I mean, you knew by halftime what the deal was. You know, It was just a matter of uh, right. tallying up the final stats and, and seeing what that final score was. Could, but did anything else stick out to you? Could have put whatever scoreboard they, score they wanted on that scoreboard. But uh, I'm trying to pull up the Tank quote, dude, because that's what stood out to me. Uh, was Tank right after, you know, he races in that first touchdown, angled toward that uh, south end zone, right where the student section is. 
Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, he goes and celebrates with those students. He was fired up about it. I mean, he started celebrating before. He, he yeah, might have been oh, at yeah. the 10, maybe at the 10. Yeah, and he goes, and he, you know, and he says it was a big moment, and he said it was a big moment for Auburn at the time. And, you know, and he's talking about having the full crowd again, having everybody back. Um, he said that was a big moment for Auburn. And, uh, you know, that just tells you, I think, uh, just how, how much he and the rest of the players had looked forward to uh, the season for one, seeing everybody back out there for two. And, uh, you know, I, I think that just – that started it off. And, I mean, that that play summed up the whole game because, you know, it was, a, it was a boat race for Auburn right out of the beginning. But, uh, yeah, I think that that's what stood out to me is, is Tank going over to that student section and, and celebrating. You know, all the hype he's gotten this preseason, you know, he, I'd say he's an unofficial captain because of how, how hyped he is, you know what I mean. Uh, but he, you know he's ready to wear it on his sleeves. It feels like he was he was just as hyped as anybody. So, uh, like you said, big moment for Auburn. So how about that on on Brian Harson's opening drive uh, in his first game, uh, doing it with an exclamation point. As what touchdown, 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 yeah. touchdown, eight. field goal, yeah. something like that to start the game. I mean, you can't really get much better than that. They scored on their first eight drives. All of them were touchdowns except for a field goal in a little two minute situation. Uh, to at the end of the second quarter, uh, which that's a successful drive um, with the time they had on the clock. They marched right down the field, and Anders booted through a perfect field goal. So, hey, man, all three phases, you know, except Anders yonked one. <laughs> I mean, if that's your biggest problem, though, on a night like this, I think that you're feeling okay. Yeah. So, so they'll be getting ready. Uh, now the next game is going to be Alabama State. You have to imagine that this is probably going to be... That'll be a repeat performance. Something like this. ASU went to uh, overtime with Miles today. I don't know what the final result was, but I saw they went to OT with Miles College. So, so, you know, I think we're going to be talking about some of the same things, and we'll get more in-depth in this uh, when we record on Wednesday. Right. Um, But uh, I think the biggest things that I'll be looking for in that game, again, the receivers, who does Bo throw to? Do we see more of, you know, a guy like Shedrick showing that he is, like, the main guy, or does someone else? step up and, and really get involved um, offensive line you know if they can kind of hold their own again I thought they played really well tonight um, and then you know maybe we keep seeing those tight ends we saw a few uh, you know passes to the tight ends and and my sure. god these tight ends are actually gonna I mean we saw Shanker what was all over the place Shanker yeah he's all over the place and it was like two tight ends I think at one point there was three tight ends yeah. on the field like I mean we might keep seeing that and that might be something right. to keep an eye on right yeah, one more week like this, and then it's then it's time for Happy Valley. So, look, get you know, hold on to your butts. <laughs> yeah, enjoy enjoy these these uh, should be gimmies because I mean right. I think that Penn State game is going to come down the wire and it'll be fun, but it, it won't be one of those where we're wrapping up what we're writing and the uh, third quarter just kicking off. You need the offense rocking and rolling, and uh, you need the defense to look the way it, the way it is. So. I don't know. We're already looking ahead, Jordan. We're already looking ahead. Can't look ahead. I got one and zero every day, buddy. And Auburn did that today. I think Uh, think you can go one and zero against Alabama State. You should be. (laughs) You should be in good shape with that. Um, Other things before we wrap up this episode. Kind of a weird day in college football. Sure. Alabama took care of business against Miami. wasn't really close. Um, Georgia beats Clemson, and what was just a defensive struggle. Um, didn't seem like either offense could really get anything going, but but uh, mm-hmm. I think Georgia what Georgia had a pick six or something, yes. not making the difference. Yeah, um, correct. 
couple of big upsets. Uh, number 20, Washington losing to Montana. Um, what else has happened? LSU there? lost that at UCLA. Yeah, that was rotten. Got got beat down pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then there's a, a few more games the next few days. It's capped off Monday night with Ole Miss and Louisville. It's, Ole Miss going to be going without Lane, who tested yeah. positive for COVID. So, um, nice kind of week one of college football. Um, plenty to feel good about. And, you know, like the biggest thing I saw people talking on Twitter you know, you can't judge too much out of week one, but, like, you want to, like, you know, not drop a game to Texas-San Antonio. I'll use the Illinois. Oh, yeah, example. Illinois like, with a transitive property win over uh, Scott Frost. Yeah, UTSA <laughs> getting a transitive win yeah. uh, over Nebraska. Yeah. Um, you can't t- you can't judge a lot, but you don't want to come out of week one going, oh, no, like, we got to right. really redo some things. And Auburn's one of those teams that can smile and say, week one was a success. Now we get ready for week two. Well, well, Jordan, uh, everyone's chasing the Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs. What's and, new? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's been the story, you know, the last few years. It's a tough life for an Auburn fan right now. But, uh, hey, man. But take, right now, it's take, a tougher life for an LSU Tiger. <laughs> that's true. Take your win. Uh, have a good time with it. And uh, enjoy the little things, I'd say. Because, uh, you know. The marathon, you're still still in the marathon, and you can't catch either of those programs in a sprint. So, here you go. Game one for Brian Harson. 1-0, uh, Auburn Tigers getting ready for next week. We'll have another podcast during the middle of the week getting ready for Alabama State. But we're going to sign off out of here. We're going to get out of this parking lot hey, let's and, go uh, home. and go home and uh, just keep an eye out. We'll have more stories, more content the next few days and getting ready for week two. So we're going to sign off for Justin Lee. I'm Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care.